Okay, so today we're going to talk about whether mail is muktzah. Someone asked me to Shaila recently, told me that on Shad- he had ordered a sefer uh, online, and the sefer had come on Shabbos in an envelope, and it was stuck through his mail slot, and all of his mail lands on the floor. So he saw the sefer in the envelope on the floor, and he didn't know what to do about that, because on the one hand, he doesn't want to leave a sefer on the floor all Shabbos, but on the other hand, he doesn't handle mail on Shabbos because he holds mail as muktzah. So he said, what am I supposed to do in that situation? So the first thing you have to do to answer such a Shaila is figure out, is mail in fact muktzah? Is that is that is that true? Now, mail could be muksa for one of three reasons. There are three things that can make mail muksa. Reason number one that mail might be muksa is if it comes from outside of the tchum. If it started Shabbos beyond the tchum Shabbos, so any item that's outside of my tchum Shabbos when Shabbos begins is muksa for me. This may depend on what type of mail it is. Something that's delivered through UPS or FedEx is more likely to have come from outside the Tchum before Shabbos. You can track your package and you can see exactly where it is. And it could have been that last night, Friday night, it was in North Carolina, and then it, uh, by the time it could still get to me on Shabbos Day. My understanding is, and I could be wrong about this, but my understanding is that when things are delivered with the, by the U.S. Postal Service, generally speaking, by the night before they're delivered, that are already in your local post office. So if it's already in your local post office, chances are it's within the Tchum Shabbos. That is, that's, that's my understanding of the way things work with the U.S. Postal Service. So let's assume for the sake of this discussion, we're talking about mail that was already within your Tchum Shabbos by the time Shabbos started. Is there any reason to assume that such mail would be muktzah, that you're not allowed to pick up the envelopes that are on the floor when you, when you come into your house? Now, a while ago, the Postal Service spoke about uh, the possibility of only delivering mail five days a day, five days a week, rather, and uh, getting rid of Saturday delivery. That would solve all the problems also, because then you wouldn't have any mail on Shabbos. But they, they don't do that. They do six days a week. So, uh, so there's a Shaila Lemaisa. So there are two other reasons that it might be muksa. One additional reason that it might be muksa is that if it's usher to tear open an envelope, because it's korea to tear open an envelope, so mail, whatever the contents of the envelope are, are totally inaccessible and unusable for you, and therefore it's muksa, because it's something that you're not, you're not able to access on Shabbos. In fact, the Mishabur and Sim Shin Mem, Sivkat Mem Aleph writes, V'lekroa igeras hamechutam, afilu imizar shelo yishpar osios hachasima, rak yikara haniyar shesviva, gam kenosu lukole alma. To tear open an envelope, a sealed envelope, even if you're going to be careful not to tear any letters, is And even to ask a guy to do it for you, a person should be careful not to do it unless there's a tzorach gadol. So it seems Mishabru says very clearly, you're not allowed to tear open envelopes. If you're not allowed to tear open envelopes, anything that's in an envelope or the entire envelope should be muktzah because you can't use it for what you're supposed to use it for, for what it's meant to be used for, which is to uh, to tear it open. In the Shulchan Aruch, Simon Shin Yodal, it's Sif Aleph writes that when you, uh, when, you, when you open up a kli in such a way, when you make a hole in a kli in such a way, where you can then use that kli over and over again, you can take something out, put something back in, that's tikkun mana. That's a violation of creating a kli. So if you tear open an envelope along the edge, where you could take the letter out of the envelope and look at it, or the bill, or whatever it might be, look at it, and then stick it back in the envelope, which people sometimes do, then you've made a kli. You've made a kli out of the envelope, and that would be, that would be problematic. The question is, what if you don't tear it in a neat way? You tear it to pieces. So is that a, is that mutter because it's makalkel? So certainly, when whenever you do something in a destructive way, it would knock it down to a drabanan. It wouldn't uh, wouldn't be an isra But maybe it should still be us, even if you don't, even if you tear it in a completely destructive way, it, it may still be us from the drabanan. 
However, is saying that that since after you tear open an envelope, the normal thing to do is to throw the envelope in the garbage. We don't have to worry that when you're tearing open an envelope that you're thinking about making it into a kli. And uh, therefore, he says, it's mutter to tear open in a makalkal way. He says, uh, the Shmir Shavis Kulchasa on the top of the page says, not to even do B'derech Kilkul. But he writes from Rosh Hashanah that Rosh Hashanah thought that maybe B'derech Kilkul, it's not even a chashash that you might come to make a kli, and it might be mutter in, in, entirely. Um, since you throw it away immediately, that would be like what what, what the Shulchan Aruch talks about in Shimon Shin Yadal Sifches, talks about Chosalos, talks about these like temporary packaging types of things that they had where you opened it up right away and you would you would throw it out like a potato chip bag. You know, you, after you eat the potato chips and you immediately throw it out. There's not even a Havamina that you're going to reuse the bag for anything. Something that's clearly purely used as packaging would not be considered a violation of making a Kli of, of, uh, of any sort. Now, what about... Uh, uh, meaning what about the fact that you may you may need the items inside so you know why is it that you're allowed to open up a potato chip bag on Shabbos are you allowed to open it meaning what, what's the, the hatter so I was always taught as a little kid that it's for food so for food everything's mutter so really so if you're trying to find food in your kitchen you can turn on the light Everything is mutter for food. Ochel nefesh is a concept in Hilchas Yantav. It's not a concept in Hilchas Shabbos. Where does this idea come from that it's for food? So there are different ways of understanding it. That opening food packages has nothing to do with its sorech. It's mutter because it was never a kli and it won't be a kli. Meaning the whole point is that it's just packaging and you're going to throw it out. And anything that's never a kli and won't be a kli, like an envelope, is there's not going to be an issue to tear it open in a mechalkal way, in a way that you're destroying it. Rav Moshe disagrees. Rav Moshe, Nigros Moshe, Archaim Chalgalv, Simchuv Chav Beis, Anaf Ches, writes that tearing an envelope is only Drabanan, but Lutzoruch Shabbos of any kind would be mutter. So if the contents are something that you could argue is something that's a tzorech of Shabbos, like food or any other significant tzorech of Shabbos, let's say a sefer in the envelope that you want to be able to read, that you want to be able to use, so that would be grounds to permit tearing it open. Rabbi Ribiyat, though, in the Lamitas Malachas book, notes that uh, it doesn't sound that way from the Mishabura, that in Bir it sounds like only tzorche haguf, it's not just any tzoruch Shabbos. It has to be some something like achila that would that would permit tearing tearing it open. Now the 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 the, the final reason why it might be muktzah, why an envelope might be muktzah, is forget about the envelope itself that you're not allowed to tear it. What about the items inside of it? Meaning, could be that if you're not allowed to read what's inside the envelope. So Mela, the whole thing's going to be Muksa. Because if you can't read it, then it has no Shaykhus to you on Shabbos, it should be Muksa. So maybe it would be Muksa for that reason. This is like what Shulchan Aruch says in Simon Zion Sifyud Gimel, that Shtare Hadyotos cannot be read on Shabbos. Any business-related material, things like that. Shulchan Aruch even goes so far as to say that Igros Shalom, that even uh, even just letters of uh, you know postcards from friends, things like that, are also Asr. To, to read on Shabbos. Shulchan Aruch writes, Shin Zayin, Sif Yud Gimel, Shtari Adyotos, Tani Shtari Chovos, Vecheshbonos, Bills, things like that, V'igaros Shel Sheila Shalom, and letters, Osr Lekrosam, you're not allowed to read them on Shabbos. 
if you can't read it on Shabbos, it would turn out that um, it would turn out if you can't read it on Shabbos that it's going to be Aser to Mishum to handle the envelopes also because the contents of the envelopes can't be used. Now it happens to be that Rav Moshe writes in Orachaim Chelakesim Chavbeis Osdalid that the reason you can't read when you get a Shalom is because of Daber Davar that you're not allowed to speak words of Chol on Shabbos. And because of Shema Yimchuk, there's a concern that you might come to a race. He says, Daber Daber is only if you say it out loud. And Shema Yimchuk doesn't apply to Chashuvim, and we're all considered Chashuvim nowadays. So he says, Mustama therefore would be Mutzar to be Metaltel and to read a, uh, a letter nowadays, and Yigera Shalom nowadays, nowadays. But he says, if you're Machmir about the reading, then you have to be Machmir about Muksa also. So what Moshe essentially says is, I think that most of the things that come in the mail are not muksa that you're allowed to, since you're allowed to really read them. They're not going to be muksa based on what they are, based on any sort of issue to read. But if you are machmir about reading mail, then mimele, you also have to be machmir about muksa about being metaltel, the mail. If you hold that you can't read it, then uh, then you can't be metaltel. Shlomo Zalman Orbach, that was quoted in Lamatas Malachas, Rabbi Ribiyad, and uh, Malachas Kosev, in, in endnote number 56, that no, that maybe even if you hold your mail to read it, it still won't be muktza because you could use it for something else. What can you use it for? You could take an envelope and use it as a bookmark. I mean, people sometimes will do that. They have an envelope lying around, they want to save a place in the safer. Certainly, I, I know I do this all the time. My farm, half my farm, have uh, envelopes or tissues or something saving a place. I have no idea what they're saving anymore. I long forgot about most of them. But they're saving a place somewhere. People do tend to use an envelope as a bookmark. And that itself would, would make it that the, that the only use of it is not just for the Dabrasar of reading it, but that it has a head to use as well. And therefore, it would take away the muksa status of the, uh, of the envelope itself. I was talking to my father about this. I said, yeah, I even have my acceptance letter to law school still in the Chela K of my Mishra Bura because that's when I got, that's when, when I received the letter. And he said, at least he got some use out of that letter. And I said, okay, whatever is this. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, so the, let's assume for a moment that it is muksa, that male is muksa on Shabbos. Then the question becomes, which category of muksa is it? Because some muksa, you're allowed to be metaltal if it's litzaruch gufo or litzaruch makomo. Meaning if you need the envelope or you need the place, it's, it's right in your front steps where you walk in to your house and it's, it's in the way. So if it's litzaruch makomo, you're allowed to move a klisha malach to liser. You're not allowed to move something that's uh, muksa machmas. Gufo, if it's Arkham So what category of muksa is this? Is it would male be? So if the reason that it's muksa is that uh, that that you're uh, you, you, that tearing the envelope open is aser, so the chorus should be a klisha malachtal iser. Because it's a kli that's used by opening it up, which is also to do mishum korea, and it's kli shem So you should still be allowed to move the mail out of the way. You should be able to be metazel l'tzaruch gufo or l'tzaruch makomo. If, however, the reason that it's muksa, you hold it's muksa, is because of the contents of the envelope, that it has a bill in it or something like that, and it may be both. It may be that it's muksa because you can't tear it open. Plus, the contents of many of the envelopes is a bill or business material that you're not allowed to read on Shabbos. Then it would be, or a check, those types of things, bills, checks, important documents, those types of things are muksa machmas chasron kis. 
but you could use it to break open a, a, a nut or something like that, because that's a tzaruch kufa of a klisham lakhtaliser. Where do you have a klisham lakhtaliser where there's no way you could use it for anything that's mutter? <coughs> so he considers envelope to be in that category and would say that the tzaruch kufa, tzaruch makomo, is not enough. It would have to be a more major tzorech in order to be able to use it. I mentioned uh, last time that Rabbi Balsam told me that uh, when we were in Rav Shechter's here, that Rav Shechter was speaking about mail once, and he said that he was once with Rav Salvechik on Shabbos, and Rav Salvechik walked into the house, and he saw there was mail on the floor, and he kicked it aside with his feet, and he said Rav, Salve- Rav Shechter said that Rav Salvechik was a very, very dignified person. It's not the type of thing he would ever do to kick mail aside, and the Talmidim understood from that, that he, that he held that it was muksa, that he held that you weren't allowed to pick it up. Because if you were allowed to pick it up, he would have bent down and, uh, and, and picked it up. But we, as we see from here, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's much to discuss about this. And according to Rosham Azam, for sure, you're allowed to pick up the mail and, uh, because you could always use it as a bookmark. You could always use it for something else. So you'd be allowed to, uh, to pick up the mail. Now, in the case of the Sefer, uh, the other side, side of the Shaila is not really such a big Shaila anyway. Because if a Sefer is, is wrapped in an envelope, almost all the post or Rav Yashav writes this way uh, or said this, this, this way to the author of the Sefer Ginzei HaKodesh that when you're sending uh, you're allowed to send the Sefer in the mail even though you know it's going to be thrown on the floor and you know it's going to be thrown around the post office because once the Sefer is in an envelope you're allowed to you're allowed to send it the only uh, question when it comes to sending Svarim that Rav Meir Arik has a tshuva in Imre Yosher the Gemara in Meseches Chagiga just in Dafyomi recently says that you're not allowed to be Moser Divrei Torah Lugayim so the Sefer Hasidim understands that that means you're not even allowed to give us a mashkon, you're not allowed to give us a pikadon, uh, a Sefer Kodesh, to a guy to watch over. So that, that Meir Arik has an Imre Yosha, a whole discussion whether you're allowed to send a Sefer in the mail. But all the postcom are, because you're giving us a pikadon, but all the postcom are make on that issue as well, and therefore it would seem that the, the fellow who had the Sefer delivered on Shabbos could do whichever one he wants. If he wants to be machmer on the Moksa issue, that's fine, it's a fine Chumrah, and that's what the Mishra holds, that uh, to be machmer that way. So good. So you could leave it on the floor. That's fine. It's in it's in a, it's in an envelope. If he wants to be extra machmir on the cover of the sefer and pick it up, so there are many poskim to be samechan that you're allowed to pick it up as well. That you're allowed to be metaltal it as well. Okay.